it's obviously all about how to better tell a story and fashion it's all about storytelling it's about delivering the message it's about the dream and in order to nurture this dream and in order to speak about it you should be present in different kind of environments that are now not only offline it's not you cannot only communicate everything from like windows or books or magazines so because we're spending more time online and for example i have 10 years old son he plays roblox he discovers brands in roblox and he comes back to me and he tells me about like passion that he discovered and uh, that's exactly what's happening to more and more kids of his age but he will grow up and in 10 years he will continue and start spending on physical goods and that's exactly like what I think powerful fashion brands are so good at when they start to face different audiences like very early on, even to the consumers that are not ready to invest now, but will be ready in five years from now. Welcome to the NFT Now podcast, your go-to source to succeed in the fast-moving world of Web3. I'm Matt Medved. Each week, we interview visionary creators, builders, and collectors so you can stay up to date on the most important trends and tactics for the internet's next frontier. GM, GM, and welcome back to the NFT Now podcast. I'm Matt Medved, and today's guests are Natalia Modanova and Daria Shapovalova, the founders of DressX, a leading digital fashion retailer with an app and NFT marketplace. They've partnered with the likes of Berkshire and H&M and recently raised a $15 million Series A round led by Greenfield with participation from Slow Ventures, Warner Music, Red Dow, and more. I'm excited to dive into the topic of digital fashion, a category that we feel has transformative potential for mainstream adoption and bringing new audiences and brands into Web3. That's why we recently launched our digital fashion column, Now Runway. Every Friday, our key advisor, Afrodet Zuri, reports to you from the front lines of the digital fashion revolution at nftnow.com runway. Without any further ado, DressX. Daria, Natalia, we've got the DressX team on the NFT Now podcast. How are we doing today? Good. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> Coming live from Paris, how's, uh, how's ECC? It's a great uh, event. I think in Paris, uh, whatever you do, it's always going to be beautiful and fashionable summertime. It's also inspiring. Uh, so that's definitely a great uh, kind of match and uh, bringing uh, here all the best developers uh, in the space. It's a very good idea. So bravo. A team of NCHCC for choosing the place uh, and it's really great how it is developing and different industries emerging here. So great we are coming to the podcast from Paris. Amazing, amazing. Well, speaking of different industries developing, super excited for this conversation as digital fashion is an area that we think has a ton of potential uh, to drive mainstream adoption and bring a whole new segments into the space. So before we get into all the big picture questions, let's just talk a little bit about the backstory. Like how did DressX come together? Daria, if you wanna, if you wanna tackle that to start. 
Yes, sure. Basically, our anniversary is coming soon. It's 1st of August. We'll turn three years. So the company is three years old. And uh, we are coming from the fashion background. So myself, I was a journalist like you for many years. And not only a journalist, like in the media space. Uh, I have my TV show on fashion. And so I interviewed all the like designers and celebrities and lots of people from the industry. And I was traveling to all the fashion weeks. So Paris always felt like a second home because the fashion week here happens like every quarter. And uh, then uh, I started the fashion work in Ukraine. Uh, we're both from Ukraine, so it became the largest one in Eastern Europe. And we already started to work there together to collaborate with Natalia. She was uh, chief operating officer of the fashion week. And then in 2014, started a showroom in Paris where we sold also that, that the first company that we started together with Natalia. We sold the clothes of contemporary designers to the largest stores worldwide. It was physical fashion. So we actually like knew a lot about the industry before coming into space. So I started my career in fashion when I was 17. So it's like a long time ago. Uh, and uh, that's why we came with like a bit of a knowledge of uh, how industry is built and who is creating it. And we knew some people in, in the traditional fashion industry, which gave us a little bit of a leverage and the connections. And uh, then I personally, six years ago, relocated to San Francisco and did my MBA there because like the um, kind of the big idea was what can be done for the fashion industry to really move it into the future and to help it to scale into in the new domain, which is definitely technologies and stuff. And uh, that's exactly how three years ago DressX was born. We have a third founded team member. She's coming from the world of tech. And uh, then we started to grow faster than just by having three people. And uh, that's how DressX came about. And definitely there are so many aspects to the company, which we will discuss now, but it's a little bit about the story and uh, why DressX is the company as it is right now. Absolutely. What a, what a journey. Um, for those who don't know, like, what is DressX? Like, what's the vision and, and, and where, what are you building there? Well, I start uh, with uh, the no note that DressX is the meta closet. It's your wardrobe of digital-only fashion, AR looks, and wearable NFTs, as well as your avatar skins. And this is a go-to destination to start uh, your journey into the digital fashion and to really change your outfit for your digital presence in the metaverse, in social media, in the 3D social media, in gaming environments. We can call it different ways, but basically that's your wardrobe for your online presence. Got it. Got it. So what are you what are you seeing right now? Like who is purchasing digital fashion? Like what does that consumer look like now? And what do you think like the evolution of that consumer base will will look like in the future? Actually, already millions of people uh, because we sold uh, already over a million items uh, on various platforms, including DressX and other Web2 and Web3 platforms. It's important to mention that as of now, because we really need to acquire this habit of the users to have the digital wardrobes, it's important to be present in both Web2 and Web3 environments. So we definitely work a lot with Web3 companies, but DressX as a brand. All is uh, also present in Roblox, for example, uh, which is like not blockchain powered as of now. But for us, it's really important to face different audiences because answering your question, who is buying digital fashion? In Roblox, it's uh, the generation of 8 to 15. 
uh, years old and they're already acting as investors because it's an opportunity to purchase like limited items and etc. Obviously, like DressX NFT marketplace is a very different audience. But what's important for us, because definitely we believe in the adoption of digital fashion and we definitely believe that here it makes total sense when it's powered by blockchain, when kind of the provenance is there and when the items can be resold. But in order to acquire the habits of like every person to own their digital wardrobes in terms of the physical wardrobes, we need to face different generations from different environments and kind of create together and educate them. And that's exactly like one of the missions of the company. But in terms of our users, we have quite a range because people who are purchasing DressX at DressX platform are different from those who are purchasing our items on Roblox or any other Web3 or Web2 environment, or let's say Meta, for example, with whom we're partnering too. Yeah, I, I love that. It makes makes a ton of sense. Like, and, you know, Natalia, I'd love to hear your perspective. Like, what you know, thinking back to like the beginnings of DressX and and to where it is now. Like, what were some of the most significant like releases or moments that kind of like helped you know move the needle forward or kind of really really establish the brand? And that's a good question. And I think uh, the whole start of DressX as a platform was definitely this moment. Because for us, from day one, it was always important to have a wearable aspect to digital fashion, uh, even if it existed in some forms of like some beautiful renders and inspirational images or some beautification AR filters. We wanted to really give it opportunity to start wearing digital fashion in different formats. And the first one was dressing up for social media. And then we expanded into the second use case of augmented reality fashion and creating your looks in real time. And for the videos, uh, it's coincided with a time when all the social media were kind of driven by video format, uh, TikTok, uh, Reels, uh, and uh, uh, like video format was just taking over. And of course, expansion into the avatar fashion uh, through Roblox, which is uh, by itself uh, a huge platform, a huge fashion platform and a big retailer. Uh, of course, uh, the big launch of the Meta Avatar store was also a milestone because first they made a lot of noise introducing uh, the whole concept of the Metaverse to their wider audience when renamed the company. And uh, when introduced the Avatar store with um, three brands, Balenciaga, uh, Prada, and Tom Brown, uh, it was a big validation that uh, fashion and uh, digital worlds are coinciding. And DressX was the first ever digital-only brand to be introduced in the platform and now has the largest um, number of items uh, in the Avatar store. And this number is growing and of course, um, the uh, uh, launch of our nft.dressx.com platform, where every single item, every single NFT has a wearable utility. And it can be not just a one utility, but multiple, uh, starting from um, token gated uh, AR filter, which is available inside DressX app in your meta closet to the skin in Decentraland or even the music file like we did with Agoria, access to the events like we did during the Paris Fashion Week last time. 
and many, many other things, but uh, this variable aspect and uh, variable widget, as we call it, uh, definitely is a unique one. So for us, it's, I would say, big milestones. Of course, there were a lot of other partnerships, uh, but that's a brief history. But yeah, it's actually no, a very cool question. I agree. Like nobody ever asked, but that's like super cool. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Matt. <laughs> of course, of course. That's what we do here at the NFT Now podcast. We ask, we ask the new questions. Uh, you know, we're we're constantly pushing it forward. And so, like, and speaking of that, like, so you know, one of the things that's been really exciting to see, and it's one of the reasons why you know we launched Now Runway and why we really we're really excited about the future of digital fashion, is we're seeing a ton of of really big fashion and luxury brands entering the space, you know, everyone from the, from the, you know, the LVMHs, um, you know, the, the Valentinos, the Gucci is like, why do you think big fashion and luxury brands are so interested in entering the space? Um, and, and what does that kind of portend for the future of digital fashion? It's basically facing the new audience as, uh, we told you, for example, like when we drop collections on various environments and there are, uh, people and like even kids of a younger generation and they're already discovering brands through the digital goods. And this is super powerful because it's obviously all about how to better tell a story and fashion. It's all about storytelling. It's about delivering the message. It's about the dream. And in order to nurture this dream and in order to speak about it, you should be present in different kind of environments that are now not only offline. It's not you cannot only communicate everything from like windows or books or magazines. So because we're spending more time online. And for example, I have ten years old son, he plays Roblox. He discovers brands in Roblox and he comes back to me and he tells me about like fashion that he discovered. And uh, that's exactly what's happening to more and more kids of his age, but he will grow up. And in 10 years, he will continue and start spending on physical goods. And that's exactly like what I think powerful fashion brands are so good at when they start to face different audiences, like very early on, even to the consumers that are not ready to invest now, but will be ready in five years from now. And they're already dreaming about those brands. That's exactly like why fashion brands are mentioned by some musicians and they want to be mentioned in the tags by like rappers or like to be in the pop culture, to be a, a part of the pop culture, because if there is no brand, how can you sell the goods? Because there are so many companies working nowadays, but really we pay for the value and the biggest value is the brands. So that's why we just need to kind of, and we, we speak a lot to different companies. And I think from our conversations three years ago, when we pitched it as a concept, and when we speak now, and it's not a concept, it's already the reality. And they saw the change this three years. And they understand that the shift that is happening now is like the shift that happened 20 years ago with e-commerce. When like people started to purchase luxury online, it was Natalie Misnet who was one of the first to build that party and say that luxury will be purchased online. So many people did not believe, but they missed out. I mean, people from like brands and the companies and those who really believe in that and double down, they definitely with the rewards and that's exactly what's happening now but with digital goods it's an entirely new economy and definitely like the new generation even in the fashion houses you can see like there are so many young people working in work three departments they understand that the shift can be compared and everyone who is doing all these new things now even with some mistakes but they're still doing and learning 
they actually will be winners in a couple of years from now. And actually, I think uh, we should look at the boom of beauty industry and how all the fashion brands expanded and launched their beauty lines at some point also to address new audiences and also to introduce the brand uh, in the other way uh, to kind of complete the whole image of yourself with a beauty product and also to tackle the other price category. So if there is a Chanel lipstick that is like uh, $60, uh, it doesn't mean it's not a luxury product. And the same applies to the digital fashion. First of all, we open up, we show our image through digital communication and we need to curate our outfits, we need to curate our look and there is a space for the brands to expand their uh, visual language, to expand uh, their brand values uh, and definitely it can be a, a kind of new beauty. Digital fashion is definitely is a new beauty industry and we can see the numbers. The beauty industry keeps growing and definitely uh, it's kind of shows signs of the development for the digital fashion economy as well. Absolutely. And, and Daria, I know that you mentioned that, that you speak to a lot of these big brands that are looking to enter. What, what, is the kind of, what, what sort of advice do you give them? Like, how does one credibly enter the space as, a, as a, you know, an established uh, luxury or fashion brand really looking to make a good first step forward uh, in, this new, in this new realm? Absolutely. So the first advice we uh, always give to people is to start now, <laughs> because, you know, sometimes they just start the discussion and that's already a great first step. Absolutely. But then we think that it's really important to try it out, to be present at least in one environment, let it be Web 2 or Web 3. But it's really important to kind of understand how this brand can be translated into the new reality, because we definitely believe that every fashion house can find their way to be present in the digital space because obviously like some brands are more innovative and it's a part of their strategy to be kind of in every environment some of them will choose and pick just one but that's exactly it's important to understand and really to dig into that because it's always like the platforms when you work with certain platforms those who start earlier, they actually understand more insights better at the very beginning. And that's how they can tie the items and the proposal to the customers. Because in the end, it's all about selling the items. Okay, not for the physical body, but for the body of the avatar or for like BFP and et cetera, et cetera. So the first and like main advice that we give is to start now, but then it's always important to understand who will be your customer there. But if you kind of, you don't start, you don't understand, like, will it be the same customer or will you acquire some new generation that you can then onboard in your physical brand? So that's like all the following questions and kind of big notions to think about, but definitely like not to be afraid and not to think that this all will pass and will continue just like by having physical stores. I think that's the important transition that everyone should do just because even if you want even a fashion brand, if they want to create like a huge economy, let's say it wouldn't be a 10% of their revenue, let's say the digital goods, but at least it will be such a powerful marketing tool that will in the end bring them additional 10% of their revenue to the balance sheet. Yeah, and the truth is that actually, uh, as I say, 
don't wait for a playbook, just write this playbook. Uh, that's uh, the best advice uh, that we can give. And uh, also, of course, uh, it's important to keep the DNA and especially for the heritage brand, like over a hundred years, some of them exist, uh, but also embracing the innovation that's super important because technology will keep developing and uh, whatever is not kind of intersecting and collaborating with technology not implementing the technology is gonna vanish at some point so embrace the technology i like that embrace the technology that's a mantra that we can get behind over here at nft now as well um i, I love that perspective what i'd love to hear maybe some examples too that come to mind like what are some examples of like you know fashion brands who have entered the space and really done it like right like they nailed it and and why and and you know if there are any examples that come to mind of like the opposite as well like any that like that maybe is a cautionary tale you know there's something that could be learned from it I think Tommy Hilfiger did a great job, uh, definitely by being present and uh, doing a lot of different activities uh, in various uh, environments, and that's a really good move. Uh, there are a few brands that we know that will enter like uh, the new domains for them, but we can talk about that now, but that will be good and uh, something to watch, but let's not go into the future, but focus on uh, who's been there. Gucci, of course, they were doing a great job and uh, doing various collections and even like everything that they did starting from like even Gucci World and that was kind of the more online commerce but that's already was so focused on like just all a new generation and commercial and how they took it into the space with NFTs and etc. That was amazing and they have like a dedicated team right and the team is amazing. Obviously Dolce Gabbana did a great job like they uh, know how to do haute couture and they did a great kind of haute couture NFT uh sale and uh kudos to everyone who invested in all the partners who put this together because obviously it was a big push uh, in the industry and it was an important moment and i'm sure that natalia will add uh, some brands yeah so definitely uh, i would say everyone who already did something and tried even if it was kind of not so successful not a six million sales uh, etc Still, it's great that it started because that's exactly this uh, uh, invaluable experience and data points that uh, everyone gets in this journey. So, yeah, of course, uh, like Rebecca Minka uh, for sure is super smart, super brave, innovative and uh, kind of inventive. In the space, um, I have to say that Burberry has always been very on point in terms of technologies. They very first uh, show that they uh, kind of performed on Twitter uh, when they showed outfits on Twitter even before they appeared uh, on the runway. And it was way before the hype of Twitter, Elon Musk and all the like Twitter spaces, whatever. And still, they keep innovating. They were in the first in the blockchain game in Blancos. They were uh, in Minecraft. It's kind of exploring another kind of destinations. Uh, Balenciaga also um, doing moves in this space. Uh, to me, kind of the smartest so far has been a Gucci team. Uh, speaking of luxury brands, but even like whatever Forever Twenty One is doing. Or Vance is doing, uh, 
Adidas is doing great. So, of course, uh, kudos to everyone because each of this project drives adoption, brings new audience, uh, introduces this concept to more people, and everyone finds something relevant for them. Um, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Some companies that we haven't mentioned yet from like beauty space, Ipsa, for example, uh, this is somewhere we also address X work with Dan uh, Diesel did uh, some of the interesting moves in the space too. And uh, yeah, there are a few companies that are actually doing very nice uh, kind of stuff. We know there are some companies that, that are thinking of uh, like innovating in the space. And we definitely with this podcast want to encourage them also to move. Uh, into the space faster and uh, yes Matt even the like the time that you're covering all this and speaking more about about all the things uh, I think a lot of brands can relate and so definitely from their side <laughs> will I encourage everyone to be a part of the space honestly it maybe look like it's not a lot but uh, it's so many different ways how to enter the metaverse and the digital fashion space it can be I don't know, brands like Marine Serret and Zara all in their avatar store in the battle, or it can be a super fun like uh, Vance Experience uh, or like Tommy Hilfiger in Roblox, or it can be a super luxury and tea like Louis Vuitton, uh, Dolce & Gabbana. Uh, it's so many ways how to find your voice as a brand in the world of digital fashion, it's it's such a fascinating journey. So, yeah, it's 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 great. I I love this space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it too. And uh, you know, you can feel the feel the energy there. And it's a very it's a very exciting and fast moving. Um, obviously. Um, you know, we all believe in the future of digital ownership or we wouldn't be on this podcast today, right? But obviously, we, there's also the challenge of also having to meet the market where it's at, right? And so I'd love to hear like the other side of it too. Like what have been some of the biggest challenges of like building a company like DressX that is very future focused, um, you know, where the skating to where the puck is going um, in, in the current climate? I definitely like uh, we need to educate more as an industry and as a company because obviously like something that is so simple to you or me or Natalia might be not that simple to like a customer who never had a MetaMask or who never like even thought about owning digital goods. So basically like maybe uh, not spending enough time to educate uh, all of our customers. Uh, this is something that we should definitely invest more in as a company, as an industry, as all the stakeholders who are definitely are all kind of, um, we all need to do that. Uh, that was the challenge. Uh, I think that's it's still the main challenge. And uh, obviously some like technical complex uh things that we're still all building all together, especially if we're talking Web3 and blockchain. Uh, we all understand that there are some uh, kind of uh, protocols and like things that can be done a little bit better, but that's exactly what we're working on. That's why the conference is like ETHCCR happening and uh, like better integrations can be done. Uh, but yes, I believe this uh, are kind of the biggest challenges so far for the industry and something that we'll also see. Yeah, really, uh, the speed of the development of 
different tech solutions, but also the possibilities of adoption. And I would say the empathy that developers need to have towards their user uh, and being more kind of understanding and uh, really uh, treating users with more care as developers want more adoption and on the other side uh, more empathy from uh, users from customers towards the developers who are creating something completely new something that has never existed before and because they're building it for people i think also kind of this broader user base uh, potential user base can be also more kind of understanding and uh, kind of trying you giving the feedback because everything that has been built in the feedback loop uh, from from the actual person who is using it has more chance to succeed and that's exactly how we look at every product that we have at DressX because it's a mobile app it's a, a Android app iOS it's uh, the NFT interface it's our like groups uh, in Roblox and integrations in Meta and a lot of other things. And in all of this, we always uh, ask our uh, community, like, how is it for you? What what did you enjoy? What, what you don't understand? Like, okay, let us help you here. Let us dig deeper if you experience any frustration and let us like handhold you here and let you like uh, do whatever you want where you already kind of feel like a fish in the water, you know? So I think that's, that's the challenge. It's kind of communication <laughs> issues. <laughs> no, it makes a ton of sense. What, what do you think are some of like the biggest milestones that we're going to need to reach in order to like really bring in uh, the masses? And like, it, like, what are some of those things that kind of come to mind as like, you know, th this is, this is if we can just get this right, or if this tech gets into the hands of, of, the, of people, um, it'll open up the floodgates. Uh, it's a very kind of big question uh, to answer. And that's exactly what's kind of we're all tackling on a daily basis, but definitely like if uh, let's say uh, the um, kind of, um, we could have like the United Standard and the format for uh, all the files and uh, how we use them in various environments. That would help a lot. Though even now we're already progressing fast here and we address X are doing a lot of things kind of to optimize faster the files that uh, we create. And even like this notion of like the wardrobe that you can wear anywhere inside DressX app, it's kind of easy to wear those in the social media, but we still lag the bridges to environments like, let's say like Roblox, for example, directly to be integrated because some of those environments are closed environments. But we definitely see the future when the bridges will be open up. So we could kind of um, locate all these items easily on our phone and go anywhere where we want with the same item. This future is still not possible because like when I'm wearing this t-shirt, I can go anywhere, right? I can go to any event. It's not completely the same process with the digital item, but as soon as all the bridges will be built and all the integrations will happen and kind of all the environments will give us uh, the open door, it will be easier for user to understand. Yes, I'm investing in this item because I can wear it on a video call. I will wear it in Roblox. I will 
words here or there and etc and there won't be like any other steps towards wearing those it's the same with with the physical clothes yeah so to me it's uh interoperability of the us of the 3d assets uh something that daria explained and also interoperability of the ownership because even now with all these multiple protocols with all these multiple like avatar systems etc there is still a way to go uh, to this interoperability of the ownership as well and i'm a huge fan of like one click solutions when everything happens in one click or with all this like adoption of the nfc chips uh, is like with one tap um so i would say those three things interoperability of the ownership of the assets and like one click solutions yeah make, makes a ton of sense you know as we think about like mainstream adoption and, and all that like you know there was a lot of excitement in in recent months around apple's release of the uh the vision pro um and one thing i thought was interesting about that is it was really marketed as an ar headset much more than like a vr headset right and i know that ar is is lies at like really the core of um of dress x's approach as well so i'm curious like what were your thoughts on on that release and also like what you think the like adoption looks like uh, when we think about like augmented reality yes it uh, definitely like augmented reality like this is something that people understand really well now thanks to snapchat for example and some companies in the space that are already mass so we all understand cultures the notion of filters and then like there was the filters go the accessories and the hats and like everything that you can put on your face right so it's kind of the continuation of the filter which definitely was a good promotion like all this beautification but then like on top of that now we have uh, everything that we can wear on our face and then on the body as well definitely like speaking about apple it's a company that can promote the technology to the masses so with the first iphone like nobody believes that it will be so widely used but then look at like the world right now and uh, like so many people that are so familiar with like apple and the touch screen and there are so many androids that are built like apple uh in the notion of the touch screen right so we really are sure that uh apple vision pro will definitely push the industry forward probably not the same year as it launches uh in the stories but definitely it's kind of will push this future uh, for all of us and will bring it like faster uh, thanks to Apple as the company that is like very consumer faced and will definitely put it everywhere so broader audience will see uh, the device. Yeah, I believe this uh, embracement of uh, immersive digital communication is something that will happen more and more and devices like vision pro definitely help in that and being present in that spaces uh, being more familiar with those uh, definitely will help drive the digital economy of course it's well like it takes some it will take some time it's imagine it's just the first iphone was released right and look how far we went from the first iphone to today's version so the future is bright. Yeah. What, what, like, let's dig in a little bit to like the idea of the metaverse, right? Like what, when we talk about the metaverse, like what does that mean to you? And, and how are you kind of like both like personally and professionally preparing for it? Yeah. To be honest, we like think already that the metaverse exists even in the social media. Like when we post the pictures of ourselves on Instagram, let's say, and when we are present 
on social media on a daily basis, kind of pre-metaverse, we're already a digital version of ourselves. When we go to Instagram or any other social media, we post our picture and it's kind of a little bit different from whom we are in the reality. And that's exactly like a part of the metaverse that's already touches everyone. And uh, the opportunity that like, for example, Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok give us that we can become like celebrities or like we can uh, create our avatars as Bitmoji or like meta avatar and dress them and kind of appear there as our digital self. It's already kind of the precursor of that metaverse that we envision as being like a totally different reality where we can live and exist. Yes, it's still not there, but kind of the first signs of this future world we can already use on a daily basis as stickers, our avatars, because it's still like it's our likeness that is a little bit different, right? So we definitely like think broader about the metaverse and we understand it won't be built in one day, right? But that's so great about humanity. We sometimes think about something way long term and we understand it's not here but let's prepare for this future let's build it together more people build it so faster this future will come yes we'll speak about quantum computers but they're not here yet but we'll understand we need to invest in that so it's the same with like the metaverse that's exactly what we need to invest now in order to have it faster yeah no it makes total sense well look like obviously there's a lot to be excited about but like I'm sure you both will have answers for this one. Why don't we start with you, Natalia? Like, what excites you most about, like, the future of digital fashion? I think it's uh, the new forms which it may take in terms of uh, creative expression because definitely in the core of every, like, fashion brand, the creative director, the creative vision of even more people than just a creative director and uh, empowering the great people with new tools uh, will definitely bring some results that are not predictable, that cannot be AI mid-journey generated. And there's just a new tools for creativity, which is amazing. And uh, of course, it's this new digital economy that uh, reveals that is growing because uh, it, it has a huge potential. So just like economy has been shifting from kind of real industries into the service industries, into the digital industry, I think the digital economy is something that is going to be very like fascinating and the new. And uh, yeah, that, that excites me a lot. What excites me is the billion of uh, digital items we will sell as DressX. <laughs> that excites me most of all. Contributing to the digital economy. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Well, let well, um, you know, as as we as we draw towards a close, like what what is coming up next for DressX? Like, what are you excited about? What do you have on the horizon? What what uh what what should what should listeners be watching out for? Obviously, any alpha you have to share. We always love the alpha. <laughs> My gosh, we have so many things we're developing under NDA. Uh, that's unfortunately we can't yet mention, but that's also an incentive for all of uh, the listeners of today's podcast to follow us on social media, because we'll definitely announce it there as soon as we can. But actually building a product, like to continue building all of our products, which is NFT marketplace and our app, which is some 
iOS, Android, because it's all about the project and how simple it is to use and how we can scale it and how we can create a more intellectual solutions and better integrations, bringing more partnerships. That's exactly what kind of is exciting because that's exactly what we do as the founding team. And it feels great to create it together with all of our partners and with all of our team members. Yeah, I would say something that we are kind of testing now in the app and will also announce, but if you are constantly following the newest version of the apps, you have been, you had a chance to see that, but it's more of a kind of social feature, more kind of opportunities to express yourself and discover digital fashion and get inspired. So I'd say it's a feed. Uh, that is uh, coming into the DressX app. So check it out. Uh, share your style. <laughs> and uh, yes, so let's be connected there. And just more personalization uh, on that side because your meta closet, your wardrobe is something very personal and we are working on adding more to it. Uh, of course, it's simplification of the process of acquiring the NFTs because it's still a challenge. In the back in the days when we were starting DressX, we thought there was no uh, buzzword NFT. So we were, should we put it on blockchain or no? Should we do it on IRC 721? Maybe, maybe people will not understand what it is. <laughs> so still... The world is not there yet, and uh, definitely we are putting a lot of efforts to simplify that part uh, and give an opportunity to wear it immediately. It is, absolutely. Well, our final segment, you know, the rapid fire section, bullish or bearish. Uh, let's start with uh, the intersection of AI and fashion. Bullish, embrace technology. Yeah, for, for sure. Agree. <laughs> Embrace innovation. I'm a, we, we, that's something we can get down with. Um, you touched on this, but I'm curious to hear a little bit more too. Like bullish or bearish on like closed platforms like Roblox and the like becoming more open and, and interoperable? Oh, definitely bullish. Yeah. What do you think it'll take for, for that? You know, a couple of years, I think. But with all of our efforts, maybe less time. <laughs> I think uh, demand uh, demand from the users, demand from from people who are populating the platforms, really, because uh, yes, they are closed platforms, but they are listening to their people, so their communities. So I think the power is there. So when communities have this voice and ready to express, things happen. Final bullish or bearish uh, Louis Vuitton's treasure trunks. I would say bullish because uh, everything that drives adoption is great. So bullish. I was at the Louis Vuitton exhibition and it was like uh, it started with uh, the digital art. So in general, Louis Vuitton is uh, definitely moving interesting in the space. So definitely, yes, bullish as well, just because they are like talking to a new generation. They're not afraid of doing so. The compliments. There it is. All right. Natalia, Daria, thank you so much for joining us today on the NFT Now podcast. Super excited to see the continued trajectory of Dress X and the digital fashion space at large. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Really great conversation. Um, definitely drop some alpha there if you're a brand that's looking to get into the digital fashion or luxury space in a credible way. And I love their perspective on the metaverse and the future of digital identity. As mentioned, if you want to keep up with everything happening in the digital fashion and luxury space, check out our weekly column, Now Runway, every Friday at nftnow.com runway. Thank you again, and we will see you next time on the NFT Now podcast.